T-Mobile has swallowed up Sprint, but that doesn't mean there won't be four players in the wireless business. Say hello to Dish Network, which emerges out of this deal in a position to potentially serve you low-cost cellular service. I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. With me is Maggie Ridden, a veteran reporter who's been covering the telecom industry for a long time. Uh, Maggie, Dish Network, it's best known as a satellite TV provider, but somehow it's ended up in the spot where it could potentially be the big number four wireless provider. Like, Tell me how we got to this point. Yeah, so Dish is a satellite TV provider, and that business has been shrinking for quite a while. So it has been um, involved in a lot of the, the wireless spectrum auctions, and they've been gobbling up spectrum uh, from all these different places. And, and they've amassed quite a huge war chest and for a few years now, everybody's been sitting back wondering what is Dish going to do? Are they going to get into the wireless market and, and be a mobile player? Yeah, and, and just for context, the wireless spectrum that Dish has been gobbling up, that is, that's basically the lifeblood of the wireless, wireless industry, right? Those, that spectrum, those radio frequencies are what really power our wireless service. So for, for a company like Dish, which is focused on satellite TV, hoarding all this spectrum, could have made it a wireless provider had it actually invested in the infrastructure, correct? Yeah, and and the wireless auctions that it's been participating in are are the big ones, you know, like the 600 megahertz spectrum auction, which is really, you know, a lot of the spectrum that that many of the carriers are using for their 4G LTE networks. Um, you know, T-Mobile got a lot of spectrum in, in that auction. So they've been really big players in, in some of the most important auctions. And, um, and they've, they've gotten quite a bit of the spectrum. And so people have been sort of sitting back saying, well, okay, you bought these assets. What are you going to do with them? Right. And then, then we come to T-Mobile Sprint. Uh, when T-Mobile Sprint ran into some regulatory hurdles, uh, kind of dish jumped in there and, and, and really kind of made the deal work. So explain the, the dynamic there and how uh, dish kind of plays into the T-Mobile Sprint merger. Yeah. So, you know, even if we think way, way back when uh, um, AT&T tried to buy T-Mobile, the regulators, uh, including the Department of Justice, said, you can't do that. Like we, four players is the magic number. Um, we don't want the market going from four to three. So that was sort of already a precedent. And then when this deal came up, um, you know, different administration for sure, you know, people would argue different circumstances, but the, the, DOJ still had this idea in their head that, you know, their antitrust division did not like the idea of eliminating a fourth national wireless provider. And so in order for them to agree to the deal, they needed to find somebody who could buy up some additional assets from the companies that were merging and um, be able to, to enter the market as a fourth player. And so they came up with this idea to have dish be that player and so dish you know bought some assets from sprint um as part of all this and is you know entering the market yeah as i understand it dish is acquiring the sprint prepaid business so like boost as well as some of the retail aspects as well as some spectrum right yeah so the way it's going to work is you know they're going to hit the ground running with the boost mobile brand from sprint so that's about 9 million and change uh, customers. And so they'll, they'll, you know, be in the wireless market, you know, as soon as they can get this up and running and the deal totally closed. Um, 
and then then they're going to be working on building out their their own wireless network and and they're they're really pushing toward 5g like everybody else so you know dish has already had this history of of hoarding spectrum uh, and really not doing a lot with it. And um, with this deal, I understand that Dish sort of gets an extension with with um, the time or the deadline for when they actually make use of this. But there's still a lot of skepticism around whether or not Dish could actually become a major player, right? Yeah, yeah. Because as you alluded to before, I mean, they have really um, been criticized for not putting their spectrum to work, you know, almost immediately, like like every other major company that has bought Spectrum. I mean, even Comcast, which has participated in in some auctions has, has done some things with their spectrum and then they've also sold off some of it as well. So anyway, so people have looked at them really skeptically and said, well, you know, what are they, what is Charlie Ergen, the guy who uh, is the head of dish? What's he really doing with this? So, you know, now they have, they've extended this deadline. Um, They say that they're serious about building out the network, but there are a lot of um, analysts who are like, a bit skeptical because you know they keep saying it's going to cost 10 billion dollars to build this nationwide network and you know i mean that's AT&T and and Verizon pretty much you know are going to spend that just to maintain their networks so like I, 10 billion doesn't seem like it's enough money to actually um to to get this network up and running and across the entire country to be a real player right i mean and but the real goal at least according to Dish, is like to build out a, a sort of a, a greenfield 5G network, like sort of a brand new network from scratch. I mean, can you talk a little bit about what their 5G ambitions look like? Yeah, so um, you know they are talking about using some some different kind of technology. You know, again, it's a greenfield sort of play, um, and you know they want to be a player. You know, they they want it to be um, a competitive network that's that's a mobile network. Um, you know, so it's not just strictly fixed wireless. That's that's kind of what they're dabbling in right now. Um, but you know, I'm just not sure that you know, with the timeline, that they're going to be able to really um, get to a level that's competitive with with the other major carriers. Right, and it's fascinating right now, actually, because they have all the spectrum as a result of what's going on with the coronavirus. You know, there's sort of an emergency order where Dish has been lending out its spectrum to the various other carriers, right? Like uh, T-Mobile is using some of the 600? Yeah, and actually I, I have to say that's something, you know, when I talked to some of the public interest folks who really opposed um, this idea and, and have doubted that DISH will be able to become a major 5G player and competing or whatever, but they said that this is a good thing, you know, that, um, you know, they're not using the spectrum. And right now we're seeing, spikes in usage um, among folks who were quarantined and locked down in their homes and whatnot. So, um, you know, they have really sort of applauded DISH and the FCC for allowing, um, you know, this kind of sharing to happen. And they said, you know, we should see more of this. This should be a real um, sign to everybody else to, if you're not using your spectrum, like let's find ways to, to strike deals so that people can put it to use or companies can put it to use. Right. I think uh, T-Mobile, Particular is taking that 600 megahertz spectrum you talked about earlier, and they've actually doubled capacity fairly quickly. Uh, that said, they were probably already kind of ready for that since you know they they already have some existing agreements with with Dish as part of this deal. Um, but it is good to see like some of that spectrum actually being used, which hasn't been the case for Dish uh, for many many years now, right? 
Right, right. And, you know, and, and the thing that you have to think about, like, even if Dish is able to pull this off and they're able to, um, to meet the, the timelines that they've suggested, they still aren't going to be like full force getting into the market for another few years. And, you know, that's something that a lot of critics have said um, was, you know, a little missing in, in the analysis here of this, you know, from four to three. So you're, you're giving up a fourth competitor, but this fourth one that you're standing up isn't even going to be ready for, for several years. Um, so in the meantime, consumers are really losing out on a, another competitor. Well, that said, I mean, it's not exactly a national competitor, but, you know, they are going to be able to get into the market fairly quickly with the boost uh, acquisition, right, with, with the prepaid side of things. I mean, do you think Dish could potentially shake things up by offering yeah, like a really, really low cost option as a competitor? I mean, I guess they could. And that seems to always be, you know, what what these uh, MVNOs try to do. But, you know, I just don't know. I mean, how cheap can they go? Really, right? You know, I mean, that's true. What do you think? I mean, it's it's an interesting point. The MVNOs, by the way, mobile virtual network operators are basically wireless resellers. They are um, Dish right now because it doesn't have its own network. It's basically going to be leasing time off of T-Mobile's network and, and sort of reselling that service uh, through its Boost store. And uh, I don't know. It's it's a really good question. If I was Dish, I mean, I would try to build up a base as quickly as possible, like. Maybe even to the point where I take a loss. It's interesting though, because you see other companies, like I'll give you an example. Comcast has a similar reseller agreement with Verizon and there are some other cable companies. There was a, a deal that they did several years ago um, and they got access to that. So, you know, anybody out there right now who's a Comcast uh, mobile user, um, you know, the spectrum that you're using when you're not on their Wi-Fi network is Verizon's. And they haven't been like super aggressive on their pricing. So, um, you know, I don't know if that's just because it's slightly a, a different business model and what they're trying to do here. But, you know, people were thinking that they were going to come in and, and like really be super cheap and really put it to the big carriers. And, and I'm not really sure that that's happened. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we'll see because that's uh, that's a great example. It's a great parallel. Um, Comcast hasn't been super aggressive. You know, maybe Dish has has less to lose. Comcast has a, a rather large installed base. Dish has a base of satellite TV customers that are continuously shrinking all the time. The whole business is shrinking, right? Even DirecTV's business is shrinking. So yeah, I mean, we'll Dish seems like it's in a more desperate state for sure. Yeah, so maybe it's build up a customer base and then. You know, launch their their real service in a few years. I don't know. It's it, a lot remains to be seen. Um, it'll be interesting to see where this where this all goes. Yeah, for sure. I'll be watching. All right, that's our show for today. Check out Maggie's FAQ on Dish on CNET.com. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at the Daily Charge, or leave us a voicemail at eight six two two five zero five seven one three for the Daily Charge. I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening. <laughs>